G'day brick lovers, welcome to For the Love of Brick, a fortnightly podcast where I talk to people from all over the world about their love of Lego. If this is your first time here, welcome. If you're an old brick lover, welcome back. This week, I chat to Bruce B. Heller, the founder of Gay Foles. Gay Foles is a global community providing a safe and inclusive space for the LGBTQIA plus AFOLs. But that's not all Bruce has done. Bruce went from having a successful career in animation to following his Lego passion. Now Bruce has a full-time business where he builds Lego commissions. This interview was touching and heart-wrenching and most importantly, eye-opening. We cover Lego, obviously, and many other things. But we also talk about gay foals and how and why it started and what are some of the barriers people in a community face on a daily basis. I also want to give everyone a heads up, we do talk about suicide. If people are interested in accessing mental health support, we've included a list of support services in our show notes for our Australian listeners. Sorry to our non-Aussie listeners, but if you do need support, we encourage you to speak to your doctor for local support services. Now, on a lighter note, I had so much fun chatting with you today, Bruce, and thank you from the bottom of my heart for coming on my podcast and trusting me and my listeners with these stories. So on that note, sit back and enjoy today's episode of For the Love of Brick. Hello, Bruce. How are you today? Hi, I'm doing all right. How are you? Not too bad. Um... First things first, uh, for people that don't know who you are, uh, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Well, um, I am a a Lego builder uh, of my own right, um, based in the US. Uh, Used to be in Los Angeles, but as of about a week ago uh, in Portland. So I've moved. Um, and, uh, I used to work in animation that used to be my, my field. Uh, I studied and, and worked in it off and on for about 25 years. And now I do nothing but Lego. So, um, I build models, uh, for clients, for events and special occasions and things like that for gifts. Yep. Um, yeah. And then I have, I have, and then I have gayfuls yeah. on the side. let's start with your work um so you went from having a cool job animation to having another cool job uh building lego and getting paid for it how did how did that come about um good question uh the last animation job that i had was on a show on netflix called big mouth yep and i was on uh, i worked on season one and the day before my first day there, I finished my first significant mock. And I mean, I've been working on it for years and I finally finished it. <laughs> and it was a model of uh, Los Angeles uh, City Hall. Yep. And uh, it was a labor of love. Um, I had had, I'd been getting so much attention um, about it, uh, from even people in the city, uh, from an author who's writing a book about the, the real thing. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah, so there was that. And then I had my job 
drawing dirty pictures for Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> if you know the show, <laughs> you'll know why I said drawing dirty pictures for Netflix. Yeah. Um, it's a really great show, though. I'm very proud of it. Um, but uh, during that time, I was only on it for four months because it's a very short season. Yeah. Um, uh, I took my mock to um, Bricks by the Bay for the first time for any, any convention for the first for the first time, and uh, it won an award. Oh, and nice. my very first time going out with a mock, uh, displaying it, it got an award, and I was so proud of that and so happy about that. And it kind of, you know, you know, I, I went back to work and I shared it with people and I just kind of felt like torn between these two worlds and not sure which, which direction I was going to go. Yep. Uh, the gig ended in November of that year. And, um, that was, uh, that was 2016 and almost right away I got a request to, build a commission for a company in San Diego. Yeah. And so that was my first paid Lego job and it just came <laughs> out of the blue. And so it started, it, it, it kind of kept going from there and just little by little. And I stopped thinking about getting another animation job. Uh, Cause they, they tend to burn me out pretty quick. My hand yep. burns out pretty quick and, uh, and just my brain, uh, yeah, I think I was, I was in it just just long enough. I don't know if I want to <laughs> ever, ever go go back to animation. It's hand drawn animation, by the way. It's, uh, yeah. it's old school. It's not. Uh, uh, if we use computers, it's it's in order to use a tablet and a stylus yep. uh, to draw. Um, so paperless animation. Um, but anyway, um, I was. Uh, working part-time at the Lego store, uh, as well. Ah, um, cheap bricks. Nice. Which was, was a <laughs> <laughs> I won't say that, uh, out loud. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, it was great because it's like, if I wasn't building, I was always around bricks Yeah, and I was always, always able to, you know, inspire kids or even adults to build things. In fact, it was pretty funny cause I had some colleagues from the animation industry, show up in my store needing my help directors from episodes that I worked on showing up in my store, asking my help in building things. That was awesome. That was very awesome. Um, anyway, uh, the big break happened in, uh, 2017 when I got paid to make a couple of models for, uh, uh, of Kingsman, Kingsman, the golden circle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I saw those builds. That's the, uh, Yes. And uh, so they were big enough and it was a tight enough deadline that I thought I need to quit the store. Wow. And, and it's, it's time to, you know, if, and it was good money too. So I thought if, if these keep coming, um, I'm going to need all the time I can get to yep. build. Um, and so I did that. It finished up in, I think, September uh, of 2017 and uh it hasn't been constant since then it's been really difficult um i was actually living at home to help to help take care of my mom yeah uh but that allowed me to live rent free uh for a while and that was really great because it allowed me 
the freedom to continue just taking um, Lego commissions and yep. not worry about, you know, having to, you know, pay the rent. Um, and I had a Lego studio set up, <laughs> formerly the dining room. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, and so so it was, it was pretty awesome. Um, uh, probably, not probably, definitely my biggest commission was Bridge House, uh, which you might have seen pictures of. Yep. Um, it's 17 and a half feet long. I have no idea how many pieces it is. I'm sure it's over, well over 100,000 pieces. Yeah. Um, uh, it's a long, it's, 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 uh, it was commissioned by the architect. Uh, yeah. the architect, uh, is, is pretty well known in LA and, uh, he, uh, as you know, with architects, it's like when you build something for someone, it's no longer yours. Yeah. And so you can't take clients in there to demonstrate like, Oh, this is what my buildings are like. They, you know, they have to look at, at, magazines and yeah. video and stuff like that. So he built this, he designed this house by himself for himself. And in order to be able to host events for clients, uh, to be able to showcase, uh, his own, his own work yeah. in the, in the, in the real, you know, yep. um, what was really cool about that was that I got to build the model inside the real house as the house was being built. So <laughs> it's like if we're working on it and then we're like thinking, okay, wait a minute, does the skylight start there or there? All we had to do was just go down the hall and look up and, oh, okay, it starts right there. Okay. <laughs> you know, it was it's really like a, cool. It looks like a cool building as well. Yeah. Um, oh, it's, it's a gorgeous building. Yeah. yeah. Um, there are a couple of pictures I took of, uh, after it was done uh, of the inside. And then I, I uh, uh, created a, what do you call it? Um, split screen, you know, thing of, yeah. of the Lego model and the real thing. And yep. they look exactly the same, you know? Yeah. It's um, massive. Cause I, I, I see the lot, saw the one on um, your Instagram and yeah, compared to you, like, I think you take up one window bay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really huge. And um, Dan, the architect, uh, created a table for it. Um, the real house spans across a small creek yep. in Los Angeles, um, which is why it's called Bridge House. And so he made a table that has a dip in it. And we have beams, steel beams underneath the model to hold it up. To hold so it it's not holding its own weight. It's it's way too heavy yeah. for that. But um, fun fact, uh, my assistant, my lead designer um, on the project was none other than Aaron Newman, who was on Lego Masters uh, US yep. in season one. Um, ah. And he's, he's a fantastic builder in his own right. It just, uh, yeah, if you just look up Aaron Brick Designer, uh, you'll see all his work. He is destined to be a Lego designer, mark my words. Um, and he's also a very good friend. So yeah, it was like trial by fire with, with that, with both of us. And so he works with you, like he's part of your team or he was just sort of bought in for he that? He was on that, on that project. And then on two other projects, we worked together as well. 
And it's sort of like an as needed thing because sometimes my commissions are so small that I can handle them myself um, most of the time. But every once in a while, um, either the mock is is larger or it is uh, the timing of it runs into something else. Like yep. there was this one mock of a um, of a speaker uh, by the company Focal, yep. And they had it was a high end speaker. Uh, I think it's the, these are high end like like eight grand per speaker. No, the ones. Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah. And um, they had a new model coming out, and they wanted a Lego model of it on the show floor. At NAM, you, you probably know what it stands for, N-A-M-M. Yeah, I think it's the National Association of Music Merchants, if I'm right. So, yeah, so I was up against a wall, and Aaron said that he could do it, and he wasn't even in town. He was in New Hampshire, and I was in Los Angeles. Ah. And so he designed it on in studio, Yep. and I built it for real in like with, with bricks, and then I got it to the convention. Oh, sweet. Um, so that was another collaboration we had. Um, trying to think there was a third one. When he was on Lego Masters, I did some props for the show. Yep. And I did a couple promotional things. I worked on a, a friend's project, which was a huge unicorn um, that was standing at a, uh, a bus stop in West Hollywood. Um, <laughs> a unicorn with a rainbow tail and a rainbow mane. Nice. And little robots working inside its belly. Of course, of yeah, course, because you know, that's that's how they work. That's, yeah. that's it. That's why they were so magical yeah, with the yeah. robots. Yes, exactly. Um, and then uh, Aaron called me and said, uh, hey, how would you like to be on Ellen? And I was like, would I? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, he was doing a little bit for them. Um, it was like a, a taped segment, yep. you know, pre-recorded segment. And it was to do a sort of mock uh, Lego Masters show, but, you know, condensed, you know, and it would be him, it would be a little six-year-old, and it would be one of the producers of the show who knows nothing about Lego. And so they would get a challenge to build, you know, this object or that object within an hour. And of course, it would be whittled down to like a five-minute segment. Yep. And uh, um, I was supposed to do the model um, that the producer was working on, yep. uh, which was supposed to be a, s- a self-portrait of him. And so, um, so, so yeah. So they needed they needed someone to do this 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 uh, prop. Yep. And so that's why Aaron called me in to do this. And the challenge behind that it was just a flat face. Yeah. But. They said they wanted it to look bad. <laughs> so they wanted it to look funny and they wanted it to look bad, like poorly done. Yep. And so I had to so I had to take my, you know, Lego artist hat off. Yep. And really just simplify it, make it crude, make it funny. It's, it's harder to do than you think. Yeah. You know, yeah. when when you you've been, you know classically trained in art school and when you're used to doing you know uh models of the taxi cab and kingsman and all that stuff also precise and perfect and you know that's your what you expect of yourself 
And that's what other people expect of you. And then to have someone say, make it look bad and make it look funny. <laughs> and it's a whole different, a whole different experience. It's hard. It's hard. They're like, that's not ugly enough. I think it actually worked. I think it actually came out great. It got a big laugh on the segment. Um, And uh, you can find it. I think it might be in my Instagram. Um, Maybe. Or maybe I should put it on my Instagram. Hey. And obviously you didn't get to meet Ellen because it was a a taped thing. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Unfortunately, I didn't. Um, I tried to get a note to her about uh, gay foals, which... Yep. There's another plug right there. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, I tried to get her a note about it and uh, never heard back. So oh. she's busy. Yeah, well, that's it exactly. But you never, never yeah. know. She may read it one day and be like, ha ha, I love Lego too. I'm going to build something. <laughs> <laughs> I gave her a, a, a badge. You know how we have brick badges, the one by eight. Yep. Badges for conventions. Um, I gave her a badge that said Gayful. And it had our logo in a heart, um, but actually made of brick. Ah, so it was yep. printed on there with with the rainbow uh, logo. Yep. Um, and only like three of those existed at that time. Yep. Uh, so she got one of them. So another one, another person that got one was uh, Uhura from uh, Star Trek. Yes. Uh, you, you see me giving her in, in my Instagram, you see me giving her the... In- Enterprise. Well, the yep. day before, I gave her the little heart from Gayfolds uh, as a sort of acknowledgement of her leading the way in um, representation and and uh, you know making sure that uh, people aren't invisible. Yeah, yeah, so. um, yeah. Massive fan because I saw that. But yeah, she ended up getting the Enterprise off you. Um. Yeah, <laughs> that was a whole story. <laughs> yeah, how, how did that come about? So I was at uh, the Los Angeles Convention Center, and I heard that she was there. And um, the day before, when I gave her my my heart, uh, I gave her my heart. Yeah. Uh, no, the day before, <laughs> when I gave her the little Gayfolds logo heart. Yep. Um, I left there just feeling uh, okay. I'm not good with celebrities, and I'm not. I'm not terrible, but in an effort to be normal, I end up somehow still feeling like I completely bit it, you know, yeah. just, <laughs> and I couldn't, I couldn't get that out of my head. I was like, Oh my God, you know, how embarrassing. And, and then I thought the next day at the convention, I thought, well, I have my enterprise here. Maybe I could just go and show her yep. and just say, Hey, you know, I saw, I saw that you're sitting here without anybody. There, there was nobody around. So, um, you know, can I, uh, yeah, exactly. That just broke, broke my heart yeah. when I saw no one asking her for autographs or whatever. And so I showed it to her. She said, Oh, I said, is that for me? And I said, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I really didn't want to give it up. It was a prototype and yep. there's a printed piece on it. That's very, you know, I had someone print for me. And, uh, and she's like, she, her face just dropped when I said no. And she's like, how, how much do you want for it? And I'm like, oh my God, she's asking me for a price. Oh, and, and then I felt too. bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I felt bad because of who she is, you know, anyone else I would have been like at the ready with a price, but yeah. Um, 
the original finished one I had made for a friend who gave it as a gift. Yeah. And that one sold for $200. So I figured I was, I was going to do $200, but I was like, uh. and I said, I'll tell you what, and I wish I would have done this differently, but I'll tell you what, um, I'd like a picture with you with it. And uh, um, yeah. And, and cause normally they charge for that. Yeah. You know, that's you have to pay for that. And I wish I would have asked for like a signed autograph. To, I could have asked for anything on that table and yeah. they would have been like, okay, yeah, no problem. <laughs> um, but I did get a lot of her time. She asked me for a kiss, which was really sweet. Yep. Um, and, uh, and then she gave me a kiss right there. Yeah. I've never washed it. I've never washed <laughs> not, it. Yeah. It looks, I can still see the lipstick. Just this soiled. <laughs> <laughs> um, at one point, the base of it kind of came apart. And so she was holding it in her hand and I just kind of squeezed, you know, down and I just squeezed down on the part to make it come together. Yep. And, uh, and, uh, and I said, sorry, it's, it's, uh, it's a little fragile. And she said, so am I. <laughs> Everybody laughed. He broke my hand. <laughs> I don't think she was saying that. I think she was just like, now I'm thinking about it. I broke her hand. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, no, it was, it was great. Um, so you're a bit of a Star Trek fan? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, never been to a convention yet, but I, I think it's inevitable. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'll go on a Star Trek cruise. Not sure if I'm ready for that. But, you know... <laughs> <laughs> probably, will. probably will. I, I think it's one of those things like a Star Trek cruise on a ship you're like eh. if it was a space cruise that's <laughs> oh yeah yeah oh yeah Just absolutely black out all the windows and paint yeah. some stars <laughs> yeah, there you go <laughs> <laughs> um okay and we'll switch over to gay foals the name gay foals um how did that come about well, I mean, apart from it being a sort of play on, on the word AFOLs, yep. um, it is, uh, um, it's, I mean, I, I got a little bit of criticism at the start for um, calling it GayFoles because it's more than just gays. Yep. Know, there are lesbians, there are bisexuals, there are transgender people, there are uh, queer, questioning, intersex, asexual, et cetera, et cetera. And... Um, I made it clear from the start that we are uh, like the full acronym plus. Um, And originally we were just LGBTQ plus community of of A-Holes. And last year, uh, that would be 2020, um, it was during the whole Black Lives Matter protests around the world, really, um, that... uh, we, we changed two things. We changed our logo so that it included um, brown and black bands yep. of color uh, for the people of color in our community, but it's also based on the, I think it's called the progress flag. Yep. Uh, it's, a, it's a flag that includes the, the triangle of, of uh, trans colors and uh, the black and brown colors. And um, so we did that. We changed that. And we also extended the acronym to LGBTQIA. Um, it's really important that people see that 
Yep. Um, it's really important that people who show up in the group um, know that they're included. Yeah. Um, in the beginning, we had we would occasionally have people say um, they post something and they'd say, "Are there any other trans people in the group?" Um, and you know, then just just would show up and say me 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 <laughs> and it was it was really it was really great um and you know non-binary and gender non-conforming and, yep. and you know what have you um and uh yeah it's there is a lot of homophobia in the gay community uh homophobia and racism in the gay community oh. i'm not talking about internal internalized homophobia uh that is like, um, uh, you know, when a person hates themselves. Ah. Okay. I mean, th there, there are whole books about that. Um, yeah. But I'm talking about, um, like, you know, you, you'll see on other Facebook pages where um, it's mixed. It's, you know, heterosexuals as well. And uh, someone posts something gay and suddenly it's like, oh, you're making this political or whatever. That happens at gay folks too. Oh, really? Yes. If someone is trans and posts something or non-binary or what have you, it's and, and posts something, there will be some people who will be like, well, you have to make this about, you know, politics and stuff like that. <laughs> and we jump on that as soon as possible, as quickly as possible, because um, it's right now. I'm really searching for the right ways to, to, to put this. Uh, um, there's a lot of violence toward uh, trans people or even toward yes. um, um, shoot anyone who's different, um, even within the gay community. And, uh, and that by that, by violence, I don't necessarily mean physical violence, but like uh, misgendering someone or uh, yep. uh, that's 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 when you call them he when they specifically asked to be called she uh, or they or them. Um, and dead naming is when you call someone by their uh, former name um, and, uh. and refuse to call them by their uh, by their chosen name. Yep. Um, and st and stuff like that, or um, erasure of of trans people, just wanting to not not hear from them and not like not deal with that issue at all, and that is toxic to the gay folks community. Yeah, we do not allow that, and um, uh, we and and it's hard because we've tried to make policies um, around that um that uh protect the trans community but ultimately we need to um listen to what the trans community wants because we are not trans we do have one trans member on our um group of uh, moderators and admins yeah um we need more our ideal is to have you know a super diverse group um, in charge, um, it's hard to do because, um, you know, you can't just do a search on Facebook or, on, on, you know, through the gay folks membership and say, you know, 
show me who all the non-binary members are. You know, yeah. it's like not everybody <laughs> self-identifies. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's it takes time. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so uh, it's a very sensitive subject. Um, I uh, personally, you know, I'm, I'm not trans and I am... Uh, I can't possibly know what um, uh, what what they they go through the uh, um, you know the, the hatred and the uh, prejudice that they go through. <clears throat> um, I can empathize. Yeah. Um, but uh, personally, um, I had experiences that made me very. Um, sensitive to to what trans people go through i uh, um i had a friend who was um transitioning yeah um and she she, had, she was pretty far along in her transition uh but she was still very uh sensitive and and um uh i fragile yeah. Uh, to being dead named, being um, uh, misgendered, um, anything like that. I mean, to the point where she, if 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 she had a day where someone misgendered her, she would be uh, contemplating suicide. Oh. You know, it was that it was that that extreme, and um, and she was. Uh, we, we met in recovery and, um, she was, uh, really struggling. Um, and, um, she at one point, um, was at my house and she had had a day where, um, she had had some encounters that really threw her off. And we were talking, um, all through the night just to get her through it. And, um, um, and uh, yeah, and she told me the next day that she um, had planned to uh, sneak out of the house while I was asleep and and kill herself. Oh, and you know, it just it just um, so I take these things really um, seriously. Yeah, um, and I this is the first time I've shared that story. Um, well, thank you. I don't, uh, you know, I, I, um, you know, I, 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 I don't want to share it and be like, Oh, you know, one of my best friends is that yeah. kind of thing, yeah. because that, that doesn't help. That doesn't do anything. But at the same time, it's like, I've been very close to, um, people who, uh, were right at the, at the, at the, at the dying edge of, of, um, of this. And, um, it's, it's, it's awful to witness. And, um, you know, I felt often very help, helpless to, to, um, to help her. Um, you know, I, um, yeah. Uh, I never asked her what her, what her old name was. I never asked her anything about her past. Yeah. Um, I did my best to, um, just, uh, you know, her privacy is her privacy, whatever she wanted to yeah. share, she can share. 
Um, but, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's a, it's, it's a big issue. And if in this interview, I tend to talk more about being gay, it's because it's what I know. It's because yeah. it's who I am, but that's not, um, uh, to say that gay foals is about gays. Um, it's just a, a catchy name that has, that has caught on. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, now, like, if you've heard about the whole uh, controversy around um, uh, J.K. Rowling uh, and, yep. you know, being anti-trans, um, uh, you know, now we have a thing on the website where uh, people have to place, like, a content warning if they're going to write anything about uh, Harry Potter because it, it can be triggering for, yep. um, for trans people uh, and non-binary and gender non-conforming and, um, you know, anyone, anyone who, uh, JK Rowling seems to be against these days. Well, um, yeah, she's yeah. Uh... So, so we, we do our best. We're not, um, I, I don't feel like, uh, we're perfect, but we, we really try to be because we take it very seriously. Yeah. You're trying. And that's the thing you're trying. And as I was about to say a second ago, like, you know, these stories, need to be shared because I think people need to be aware of not what their inactions are, but, you know, like, you know, referring to people as how they want to be referred to and accepting yeah. everyone because at the end of the day, yeah. you know, you want to be accepted. So let's just accept yeah. it. You know, oh, yeah. I just have no idea what effect that's going to have on someone's life. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you misgender them without, because uh, um, it would be a hard, you know, and, and a then, hard thing to come out with. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, yeah, it's. I had a coworker who 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 came out as trans and transitioned, like while working. But like in one day, like went from, you know, wearing, uh, you know, wearing clothes as a man to wearing clothes as a woman, yeah, as a woman with with a, a wig and everything, and all the other employees um, went with it, rolled with it, Sweet. no trouble with it, and just Sweet. like and and, uh, but the boss, ironically. Not ironically, no. She was terrible. <laughs> she was awful. She would uh, constantly um, dead name him. Her what? See? It's easy to do. Uh, she would constantly dead name her, and um, and I pulled her aside and asked her about this, and um, she said, "But, but it, it's it, like I think this is this is it, this is a joke. I don't get it." And I'm like, "It's not for you to get." Yeah. It's like you're you're the boss. You need to, you know, set the example and um you know, if she says yeah that her name is changed, then her name is changed. Yeah. And guess what? It's um, not your life. It's her life. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Um oh. so <laughs> Yep. I know it's it's infuriating and you know, it's easy to make mistakes. I just looked up just now. Yeah. Um I mean, I just, I, I tend to be a little, uh, what do you call it? It's dyslexic with my words anyway. I tend to yeah. 
Welcome to my world. Yep. Just, just do that. Yeah. Um, but you know, then you, then you atone for it. Then you apologize for it. Yes. Then you, uh, you make it right. You know, you recognize the importance of your error and, um, you learn, you know? Yeah. <sighs> is, um, oh, thanks for sharing that. Um, and you know, I'm glad, as I said, many a time in the interview that, you know, you've made this safe space for everyone. Um, you know, cause a few years ago, you know, people just had to deal with it themselves in their own, you know, it was hard to obviously find a community. So good on, yeah. good on everyone in your yeah. group and all your admins. Thank you. It's definitely a, a group effort. Um, uh, I, burned out a few times, especially last year. I was dealing with some personal stuff too. Uh, I almost ended a death in the family and stuff. And yep. I had to step away. Uh, and while I did, you know, the admins and moderators really stepped up. Sweet. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, quite strong now. And, um, you know, hopefully we'll just get stronger. And, and yeah. Your little baby grows. Yep. Now, I don't think we covered it, but how did Gay Falls actually start? Okay. So, um, I got back into Lego. My dark age ended. Yep. Uh, right after uh, the Lego movie came out. Yep. And, you know, I came out of the theater weeping for my childhood, you know. Um, and uh, I started to find my community, my community being other AFOLs. First of all, I started learning all the acronyms, <laughs> but, but yeah. So then uh, I started meeting other AFOLs and I would go to uh, meetings and stuff. And um, I, I noticed that there are few women Yep. are few, not a few, but there are few, few. women yep. in the hobby. Uh, but also I couldn't find anyone gay like me Yep. that I knew that I was aware of. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of put that in the back of my mind because part of me is like, how am I going to find a date in the AFOL community? <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if there are, if there are no, if there are no gays here. Yeah. Um, so that just kind of stayed in the back of my mind. And um, uh, I went to a, uh, a convention. It was my second convention at Bricks by the Bay. Yep. And uh, that was in the Bay Area. So I built a rainbow flag into my brick badge. Yep. And uh, every now and then I had someone saying, oh, guys, oh. And it's like, I never know if people are like about to like scold me or, you know, tell me, oh, one of my best friends is or, <laughs> uh, you know, just, just, it, it was there to represent and to, let people know, hey, uh, I'm gay, or I'm at least gay friendly, and yep. you know, you're you're safe with me if you want to hang out or whatever. Yeah. So, um, so then I met uh, two guys in line uh, who were husbands, or they're husbands now. They were boyfriends back then, and they just flipped at my badge, and they're like, "Oh my god, that's so cool!" And it was in line that day that talking with them that uh, I thought, you know, we need to, um, 
there, we need to find out if there's more of us, Yep. you know, there has to be, I mean, just, just statistics wise, there has to be more of us here, uh, at the convention and just in the AFOL world. Yep. Where are they? Uh, how do we find them? And, um, and I said, uh, you know, we should start, um, um, a website for, um, for gay AFOLs and call it gay folds. Yep. And like, that's, that's when I, that's when the, that's when the term came up. That's when I, I coined, uh, the term, uh, is just standing in line at, at bricks by the bay. And then a couple of days later, I started a Facebook group called gay folds yep. and there were maybe about five people in it for the next two years. Yep. Like nothing happened. It. it was just, it was just <laughs> sitting there. <laughs> and I didn't even think about it much. In fact, I thought, oh, well, eh, mm, maybe it wasn't such a good idea or whatever. Yeah. But what happened once is that um, there was a, a Facebook group in which someone posted, um, this was in June of 2018, I think. Yeah. Uh, someone posted a picture of uh, a pride mock. Yep, and it got such a reaction, such a negative reaction. Some positive here and there, yeah. but a negative reaction. And I posted, you know, there's a safe space for LGBT um, fans of Lego, and yep. it's called Gay Foles, and it's a Facebook page, and you should join it, and uh, you won't have to put up with this year. Yeah, and. Uh, it started growing in a month. We had like 50 members. I mean, now we have, I think close to 1300. Yep. Sweet. Uh, and it seems like every time there's homophobia or like, for instance, this pride, uh, model that came out, yep. um, from Matthew Ashton, uh, you know, we got a, a couple hundred members from that and it just keeps going. We don't constantly get new members all the time. It's peaks and valleys. Yep. And, um, and that's fine. I mean, we're not trying to, you know, we don't feel like uh, accomplishment is, you know, hitting five digits or yeah, six digits of members or whatever. I don't even know if that's possible. Yes. But, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, it's creating the safe uh, space, as you said. Yeah, you know. it's exactly. It's creating a safe space. It's there for the people who, who need it. Um, and, you know, for, for people who, really need it. I mean, there are people in our group who are using a fake name because they aren't out to anyone yeah. in their family. Yeah. Um, we've met people at conventions where someone's just moved to tears talking about the feeling of having found uh, our group. I mean, that's, that's powerful stuff. Yeah. Uh, when you realize it's not just about Lego, it's not just about gay. It's just, it's, it's about, you know, safe space, finding a place where you don't have to hide where yeah. you belong. And I had no idea that it would end up meaning that much to so many people. Yep. I mean, Yeah. Because, it, well, it's basically like finding your clan, finding your family, like that safe space where you can you can be yourself. Right. Absolutely. Um, you know, one of the things, going back to when it was first started, um, 
and my first questions of like, where is everybody? Um, and my first, you know, meetings with AFOLs where I couldn't tell if there was anyone like me around me. Yeah. Um, we know how to blend in. Yeah. We know how to pretend that, that we're not who we are. You know, we know how to change pronouns to say, instead of my husband or uh, my girlfriend, to say she instead of husband. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it's yeah. like, it's like we, we know how to play that game. It's survival. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's how we get by and it's exhausting. You could ask any LGBT person this and they'll tell you that, you know, when we enter a room full of people, there's part of us that is right away looking for an ally, looking for one of us, looking for safety, you know, uh, and, and looking for threats as well. Yeah. You know, and, um, to be in a group where you don't have to do that, to be in a group where someone can say, here is the wedding topper that I made out of Lego for my (laughs) wedding to my husband and to post it and to not get shit about it from other AFOL saying, Oh, it's political. I know. It's yeah, it's like uh, yeah. 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 What you just said, you went, you uh, 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 yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it's like, come on, people, just uh, it's that stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so in saying that, how how can we um be better allies? Like, you know. Like I know how it can be. Don't be a douche. <laughs> um, but you know, what can we what can we do to not make it easier, but make it easier? God, that's a tough question. Uh, it, you know, it depends on who you're talking to. Um, and my opinion on this is not necessarily shared by everyone yep you know um but uh okay so um well this won't be this will be shared by everyone don't like (laughs) ask all those questions that we get all the time and that we hate to hear like you know who's the woman in the relationship and stuff like that. And, and uh, you know, we don't really want to hear about your best friend who's gay to make you look better because you have a gay best friend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, It's like, it's like, just, just, just be cool and we'll know you're cool. Yeah. You know, that's basically treat us like, you want to be treated yourself. Like, you know, it's, there's. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't say that to, you know, you meet a firefighter. Oh, some of my best friends are firefighters. Yeah. You yeah. know, they said that they're a firefighter and I thought, wow, that's really, that's really cool. That's really important. Really yeah. powerful. And really powerful. brave of them. And I'm yeah. like, yeah. And it's like, okay. Um, the, the other thing is, is, and this is where it gets into like, um, if you have questions, you need to find someone that you have permission to ask questions of. Yeah. You know, if you have, and everybody has those questions that they just, 
that are important to have answered because they help rid you of preconceived ideas and prejudices and stuff like that. You know, yep. you just, they're important to get out. Uh, if, you know, um, they, they, uh, they crowd out ignorance. Yes. Uh, the, you know, a- answering these questions crowds out the ignorance. And, um, uh, but you need permission to, to ask those questions, you know, to not just, not just blurt out, you know, so are you, are you good at cooking? And do you, do you, do you, do you, do you want to go shopping with me? <laughs> All you gays love to go shopping. <laughs> you must be so neat. Um, yes, I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, if somebody wants to open up to you about being LGBTQ and on the website, we've started extending it to QIA, yep. LGBTQIA, that um, they're asking you to listen and not to talk. They're asking you to be a, a vessel, not a faucet. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Yeah, I just came up with that. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's it's a little bit crude, but no. Um, to listen, just listen, and yeah, yeah, be understanding, yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and if if you don't understand, uh, I, I guess this is for the ones the you know haters gonna hate. Um, yeah. If you don't like what you see in a post or you don't understand it or whatever, just move along. Yeah. Just move along. Just scroll, scroll up. Yeah. That's it. Um, no one needs to hear you hate. We, we already know what you're going to say. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't want to hear it. Nobody wants to hear it. And it's not going to do a damn bit of good if, you know, well, I, I think sometimes they think that, Oh, this will make a difference to someone. This will yeah. get through to someone. No, no. Well, that's it. We've been seeing male and female minifigs having babies together for years. Uh, Yeah. It's time time we changed some things. Yes, exactly. (laughs) A little Um, variety. Yes. It's a spice of life. Uh, Yeah. And so in saying that, with the new set, um, everyone is awesome. Um, That, that. Got a lot of positive, but again, yeah. at, at you, you, you saw some of the some of the the haters come yeah. out about it as well. Oh yeah, like, people saying, "Oh great, now now we're bringing pedophilia into our homes." Uh, what? I don't get that. Yeah, I just <laughs> first of all, uh, the the title. You know, of course, everything is awesome. This comes from the movie, right? Yes. But um, Everyone is Awesome was not new to this year. Uh, Last year, uh, in London, at Pride, Lego set up a play area, a family play area at Pride. Yeah. A year ago. And all the the employees wore, it was a big, um, you know, minifig head with like a glittery rainbow face, you know, like that. You might have seen and on the back it said everyone is awesome and that's ah. that's where that's where that started 
Yeah. And I'm, I'm really surprised that that didn't make any waves. I didn't hear about that anywhere. That Lego had like a booth <laughs> at London Pride and nobody said shit or it didn't, it didn't make waves, you yeah. know? Um, um, it's because it wasn't colorful. <laughs> there wasn't a rainbow. Yeah, there, but, but I mean, kids, <laughs> Lego, um, gay pride. Uh, I mean, you know that the haters out there, the real homophobic ones yeah. are quick to equate the LGBTQ community with pedophilia. And so the idea that there was a kid's event uh, sponsored by Lego at gay pride, and there was not a big fuss made about it is just stunning to me. It's just remarkable. I think it just flew under the radar. I was about to say, yeah. um, Had you heard about that? No, I hadn't heard about that. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah, I think you're right. It did fly under the radar because, you know, I don't think homophobic people would be... Well, I'm assuming they wouldn't be scanning to look for that. True. They they do show up with picket signs at uh, at Pride Parade, so... Oh, really? That's quite... Yeah, that's quite quite typical. Yeah. Get a hobby. Well, it is a hobby. (laughs) Right? Well, Lego. Yeah. (laughs) A hobby. Um, it's a. It's it closes the loop. It's like full circle. Yeah. yeah. Get a hobby. It's too political. Get a hobby. <laughs> okay. So the set came out. Everyone is awesome. And I saw the words on there, and I thought right away, like I thought about that family booth in at, at London Pride last year. Yep. Um. And. Do you want me to tell you what I thought of the set? What I yeah. think of the set? Yeah, go for it. Just my jaw still hasn't been picked up the off the floor. I it's I did not expect it at all. Like I I've been on some obviously not all inside conversations with Lego about um inclusion and diversity and you know gay foals and uh what they could do better stuff like that and you know last year they came out with trafalgar square uh the architecture set and there's a teeny tiny little rainbow tile on the inside in the sort of the art museum yeah and uh we all thought lego's getting into it just watch what's gonna happen and and there was a fuss about it but i figured that lego would continue to make little tiptoe steps and i mean there's nothing subtle about this there's absolutely nothing it's yeah it's not they can't say, oh, no, it's it's up to interpretation. No, there's no up to interpretation. It is exactly what it is. Yep. And it's bold and it's brave. And um, it's a family-owned company. Yeah. It's a Danish company. It's, you know, decisions are, are hard to come by, are hard to make in a company like that. And to make such a bold decision, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall when Matthew was 
was pitching the idea of doing that as a set. Yeah. You know, not even as a limited edition gift with purchase or a, uh, a Comic-Con giveaway or something like that, <laughs> but, but a real set available yeah. in stores. Um, you know, I just, I would have loved to have heard his talk, his, his uh, speech about it, you know, and, and the others. I mean, to say we are confident enough in our brand, as they should be. Yeah. We are confident enough in our brand that, and in our, in our, con- in our consumers that, uh, that we can put this out here and it won't hurt us. Yeah. You know, and that's really hard to find. It's rare to find in um, the business world and uh, and in a small family owned company, it is still, you know, maybe it's not small, but yeah, still family owned, still family owned. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 And, um, and, uh, and very much dictated by, um, you know, European culture, European just. And, yeah. Um, Cause you would have seen a lot change in your time, um, especially in the AFOL community. I used to say AFOL, and then everyone corrected me, AFOL. Uh, I've heard both. I was watching uh, Lego Masters UK, and yeah. uh, everyone says AFOL. Yeah, I, I used to say, and then everyone's like, you make it sound like we're all a-holes, and I'm like, AFOL, <laughs> whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What was my question? <laughs> the, the the other oh. the other way is it's awful. It's like awful. it's awful. Uh, awful. I don't yeah, know. That doesn't sound A-hole. right. Does Would it? you rather be awful or awful? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I just thought it was clever. In the very 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 beginning of of Gayfuls, I got a little bit of shit about the name, saying that well we're not all gay or I'm not gay so I don't belong in that group or whatever. And I'm like, it's just a silly name. Because it rhymes with AFOLs yep. and it's catchy and it's cute. And the minute you see the name, you know exactly what it's about. Yeah. And so, uh, and so I always have the caption underneath it. Um, and of course, I'm not going to be able to remember it under pressure. A global community of LGBTQIA fans of Lego. Yes. And that's under the logo all the time. Yeah, um, I think there's one or two instances where we show it without it, but um, you know, whenever we're representing the group, we include that uh, so that people know. Yeah, exactly. With gay foals, do you meet up, or is it just totally online? Do you have? Oh, um, do you ever exhibit together? Um, yes, 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 yes. For all those questions, so. Um, uh, any convention uh okay my dream is that anyone in gay foals who goes to any convention and wants to organize um a gathering will have our support you know in making it happen you know and um right now that's not uh we're not at the point where we have, you know, money to support others, but um, at least as far as like how to do it, you yep. know, that kind of thing. Um, our first, 
our first gay folks gathering was at brick world 2018 and it was in the lobby and it was um the lobby restaurant uh and it was six of us me included yep. um i think somewhere on on the site there's a picture of us um but uh yeah it was uh and and you know we weren't recognized yet at all by the convention um uh bonhoom i forget his first name was still in charge of brick world chicago um you know i wanted there to be something like in the program that said uh you know there's a gathering happening in the hotel lobby or whatever we just dealt with what we had and it was six of us um the next year um we were in the program i think we had uh, a meet and greet where everyone, everyone would come in the doors were always stayed closed in yep. case somebody needed anonymity um and that was that was a really powerful year um we also had uh table displays uh we had a virtual pride parade so we had a monitor with uh you know constant images of pride models um oh yeah and at that gathering that we had it was like maybe 30 some people so oh, nice. six yeah. to 30 34 or something like that um so the goal is always to have some sort of a gay foals presence at a convention and really it only takes two people to make that happen yeah it takes two people to make a gathering really <laughs> it could be no one else just the two of you <laughs> go out for drinks whatever yeah um and that's worked it worked at scareback actually at scareback oh, there nice. was uh, uh there were a few who decided to start up um a little gathering and it was just on a porch of one of the cabins and someone got a picture of it it was like maybe like nine people just sitting oh, on nice. the on the porch yeah but um i think the last one well the last one because of the pandemic but uh, the biggest one that we had was at Bricks Cascade, yep. uh, which was the last AFOL convention before everything shut down. Uh, and that was fantastic. That was 40 some people. Yep. Uh, and someone from Lego showed up. Oh, nice. Uh, so that was a nice acknowledgement of, of what we were doing, you know? Yeah. That's great. And, and we, and we want to keep having, uh, um, table displays and stuff. The thing is, is that I can't, I can't do it um, alone. Yep. And so I, I need other people to sort of step up and say, Hey, I'll take care of this. I'll take care of that. And yep. every time it's happened, it's because someone stepped up and did it. Yeah. And I could sit back and, and just watch as it yep. happened. And, um, I'm kind of at a point where I'm realizing I I need to figure out what I'm going to do and what I'm going to be in the group because right now I feel like I've sort of formed this idea and this structure of, you know, if you want to do a thing at a convention, let us know, we'll support you, blah, 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 blah. But delegating is not, uh, is not really a job. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, you know, it's like, it's like I could just delegate and delegate and delegate. And it's like, well, I get credit for nothing because I haven't done anything except told other people like, yeah, you know, what, what needs to be done. And, and I mean, while I want this group to be sort of owned by everyone, um, I also don't want to not do anything. So I'm having to sort of rediscover my place in the group and yeah. to figure out, okay, what am I going to be to the group that where I'm providing something other than founder of, yeah, uh, you know, that's making a difference in the group. Yeah. When you get your hands dirty. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Or calloused in our case with the brick. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I've gotten serious like gashes in my finger just because of a corner of a. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, you know. Oh, I know. Um, or when you, when you, what do you call it? You give up on the brick separator or you're like, you can't find it. And then you just start picking them off with your, with your fingers and your fingernails yeah. are just like, see you later. Shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what, what did you do for pride month? Like, you know, it's, it's just gone. Me and my timing is impeccable. <laughs> <laughs> Stick to that um, regime. Well, we did something that we did also last year, which is um, we had a contest. Yep. Uh, so people could build uh, any mock that had anything to do with pride um, and uh, and submit it. And then it would be in competition with others in design in categories like construction, most artistic, most original idea. Um, I know I'm forgetting one. And then there's a uh, oh, photography. And there's a committee's choice award, which is sort of a, um, you know, this was a really exceptional model, but it didn't win any awards and we feel it should kind yep. of category. You know what I mean? Um, and then there's the grand prize. Um, and last year we had about 30 submissions. This year we had 35, yep, which is sweet. great. Um, <clears throat> and typically what we've done is we've made a video um of us announcing it uh so we posted it to youtube and uh it's, it's a video uh that goes through all the categories and usually we do some sort of special guest uh last year we had three actually four people from um lego masters Ooh. us yep. uh we had uh aaron newman sam Hatmaker, uh, Fli uh flynn demarco and richard board um, Flynn and Richard uh, being a couple they were like in one corner of the Zoom yep. and then the rest of us were just like in a big Zoom <laughs> and, uh, and so that was cool that was that was great um, this year I thought you know it's, it's a special year because of the um, Everyone is Awesome set that came out yes. uh, just out of left field I mean yeah it's yep. just it still blows me away but um, the the uh, so I thought, you know, cheeky me, I would uh, contact Lego and say, hey, you know, it's kind of last minute, but could we get someone from Lego on the sh on the on the video yep. uh, to announce the grand prize? And um, I'll be damned if they didn't send us Jamie Burrard and nice. Matthew Ashton. Oh, and uh, Matthew Ashton, for your listeners who, who aren't aware, is the designer of that Everyone is Awesome set. He is also the VP 
of design at Lego. Yep. He's also the creator of Unikitty. He is also the ex an executive producer of the Lego movie. Yep. And I'm sure I'm missing something else there. And Jamie Berard, of course, is designer extraordinaire at, at, uh, at Lego. Um, and he's now senior design manager of the, um, of the creator expert line. That's, yep. that's been Sweet. his baby, like the modulars and everything like that. Yeah. Two really good um, guests. And, and, and they're, yes. Oh, 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 couldn't be better. Um, and at first I thought, okay, maybe it'll be a, like, um, I don't know, 20 minutes or something like that. But then I thought we can't just have them on for like 10 minutes of, you know, questions and it's like we, if they're going to come, we, we got to really yeah. like dig in and ask. So we asked uh, each of the other judges that we had, and we had um, uh, Boone Langston, Mark Cruikshank, that were from uh, Lego Masters US. Yeah. Uh, we had Corey Samuels from Lego Masters US. We had Grace Stemp Morlock, who is from um, Lego Save My Life, which is a really outstanding Facebook page for. Uh, uh, which addresses mental health in the AFOL community. Ah, okay. Really, like a stunning, uh, and and it can it can be an upsetting place to visit, but it's it's because it's so brutally honest. You know, yeah. it's people dealing with loss and and, uh, and and pain and and how they are using how Lego is helping them through that. Oh, okay. And then uh, and then Holly Webster Walkman, um, who is in the the Lego Ideas 10K Club uh, for her Coraline house. If yep. you remember the Coraline. Yep. Um, so Thank I had all of them. Yes, it is. <laughs> the buttons for the yeah. guys. Um, but I had all of them ask a question of Jamie and Matthew. Um, and I mean, they were good questions. Even the question that was like a throwaway, it was like a for fun. Yeah. Um, Grace asked about about Unikitty. Is Unikitty uh, part of the LGBT community, or is she just an awesome ally? And then Matthew just went into this long thing about the creation of Unikitty oh, that wow. you know we did not expect. So anyway, the whole video ended up being almost fifty minutes long. And on top of that, we ended up talking for a whole other hour. Ah, oh, no, nice. just 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 just, just a bunch of us, and that that will never get aired because they kind of let their hair down a bit yeah and, and at one point we shut off the microphone because we wanted to be able to speak more candidly but um god how just so so generous and so kind uh so giving with their time um it was i really really recommend listening to it um it's a treasure trove of just insight into the design process and into lego's attitudes on diversity and inclusion and uh, it's it's really uh, quite amazing. And, I'm quite proud of it. And where are we finding this? Is it like, do you actually have a specified YouTube channel or is it on your Facebook? Yes. Yes, there's a Gayfolds uh, YouTube channel. Just go to, go to YouTube, type in Gayfolds, and there you go. Rocking. There you go, people. Something else to listen to after this. Or watch. <laughs> yeah, or watch, yes. Yeah. Listen and yeah. then watch There was that. a... There was a um, uh, technical difficulty. You know, originally I wanted everyone on the screen for the entire time. Yep. And apparently I failed to push a button and uh, that didn't happen. So it's just one person at a time. But okay. honestly, the rest of the interview went so well that I couldn't even be mad at that. 
like I couldn't even beat myself up over that, which I am really good at doing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you're focusing uh, on the person that's talking at that time, so that's yeah, fine. yeah, fine. and and it was it was so so good. So I I couldn't even be um, upset at that. It's it's not the way I imagined it to be, but in many ways, it's much better than I imagined it would be. So rocking. Can't wait to have a squeeze at that. And that is out. Yeah. It's now. It's on YouTube as of today. Yep. Rockin'. Okay, cool. Thank you. And looking forward to watching that. What do you see happening in the future of Gay Falls? Like, what would you what would you like it to become? Well, I want it to be uh, more than just an online community. Um, you know, we were talking earlier about... Uh, um, about conventions and stuff like that and gatherings and, and in-person stuff. Yep. And I want to continue to have stuff like that, but um, uh, to have it be, well, first of all, to have it be beyond, uh, before the in-person stuff, to have it go beyond um, Facebook. Um, at our last gathering, we did hear from people who said, I'm not on Facebook, but I want to be a part of your community. And... Um, so we're having to address that by yeah. being on more than one platform. Right now we're on Instagram and, and Facebook yep. and imminently we will be on discord and um, you know, we'd like to have a hub where we can um, have, you know, anyone who wants to be interested in gay foals or to connect with the community can go there and can find um you know, local chapters or, or stuff like that. Oh, that'd be cool. uh, we want to go for, yeah. Yeah. So we want to get uh, also recognized by Lego um, as an online community, which is also imminent. Um, and um, get into uh, some sort of charity work. Um, I already have some ideas in mind for some projects that people could work uh could, could work on and that sounds strange like for a, an online group but i'm thinking things like you know having a huge build that someone designs but separate into pieces yep and so everybody does their piece and ships it in and it becomes this one big thing yep and like for like for a children's hospital or for a homeless shelter or something like that oh, you know but all for things all for things that that benefit the LGBTQIA community. Um, so, um, and, you know, fundraising for that might also include, uh, um, you know, selling uh, branded uh, merchandise because we have a really uh, cool heart logo. Um, um, and um, yeah, and, you know, AFOLs, you go to a convention and even if they're not a part of the organization, they want it because they just want it. So they want one of those group badges just because it's there, yep. not because they're a part of the group. And, you know, if you charge a couple bucks for that um, as a fundraiser, you know, then uh, it helps things along. So, yep. so in other words, we want to go from the, from the micro to the macro. We want to um, jump beyond uh, online community and um, really challenge the ideas of, of what can be done, what, what can and can't be done um just through an online community sweet well, that yeah i would buy a badge <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah That's bring sweet. it to oz um 
when we're all allowed oh, to travel. Oh, and then, you know, that's another thing is to have, you know, uh, Gayfold's ambassadors in different parts of the world. Yep. So that way, if, uh, if there is a convention, um, in Australia that, um, I can't get to, or the other admin Claire can't get to, uh, we know that there's, uh, an admin that we know that there's an ambassador in Australia who could make sure that they get badges, that there is, uh, you know, a meet and greet or whatever. You yeah. Know? So outreach, just, just getting people yeah. out there and getting people involved. And, uh, like I said before, or, delegating you know uh, delegating people to to um you know invest in gay folds uh not monetarily but you know invest their their time and energy in gay folds to um um to make a difference yeah brilliant there you go people get involved <laughs> yep yep i'll help be an ally in melbourne um all right all right i'll hold you to that yes you can um <laughs> Oh, brilliant segue. But yeah, I usually ask everyone this, their sort of favorite Lego memory could be strongest, could could be a set you bought, could be just something that's happened. Whatevs. Only one? You can have 12 if you want. <laughs> um, well, uh, there are a few. I'll... I'll... I will share the, the one that I remember most that is a great memory, but um, um, I do remember as a kid, I took a, it was a two by four blue um, slope, like a double slope. Yep. But it, it wasn't the 45 degree angle. It was the 33. Yep. Okay. It was a two by four. And I brought it out on the uh, sidewalk and I, I had a magnifying glass and I burned a hole in it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And a, a thousand AFOLs have rolled it. into graves. You've still got it. I still have it. I found <laughs> it in my old bag of smelly, gross, dusty, slimy, oily Lego. Yep. I found that brick and it was sort of it was weird it was like this moment of like evidence that i actually had that i had a childhood like it was just it was just weird it's one thing to like be playing with all your bricks right yeah from your childhood it's another thing to say this is the brick this is a single solitary brick that i once played with and decided to sacrilegiously burn a hole in um anyway so that's that's something but no um i remember my favorite set was um i want to say it's 722 it's a, a red universal builder set the universal builder sets came out uh in the 70s um i don't know if they continue to come out um so this is pre uh minifigs this is 1977 78 Yep. Um, they re-released it once, I think. Like it went through more than one year of yep. being out. Um, but I remember loving that set and um, building everything in the book. Okay, I was born in 1973, so I was five years old, and I remember this, and I remember like how 
how I wouldn't let these bricks go. I'd take it with me. Like, yep. like you know, we, we'd go to, um, my birthday is on uh, July 4th. Yep. So oh. we would go to watch fireworks. By nightfall on that day, I had already built the Jeep. It's sort of like a, it looks kind of like a station wagon. You could see yep. it on the cover of the artwork. Um, yep. I had built that. Um, and I brought it with me cause I didn't want to go anywhere without it. Like I loved it that much, you know? Yep. And, uh, it was more interesting to me than the fireworks. And I oh, just, wow. I just, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, recently I found all the pieces from it again. Like I ordered, you know, I think there's like a one by six trans clear brick. Yep. Um, with, with, uh, pegs on the inside so it's not like completely empty on the inside yeah um just stuff like that or like a two by two by two um slope piece yep. but it's clear it's trans clear and it's there's no hole there's no uh tube on the inside yeah um just stuff like that and so that would just cost um, a pretty penny on bricklink yeah yeah and they're hard to find without being all cloudy and scratched up yep you know, not like they were when when I first got them, but it's fine. I mean, uh, I love the set. I still do. And I put together that that uh, station wagon with the trailer, with the boat on it. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll no doubt build the other stuff in the set, too. It's like I did then. Sweet. And then you can take it with you to the fireworks and then get a little magnifying yes. glass. And- <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> yes, yes, for your full circle. Um, and what sort of building style do you like to build in um, when you're not doing commissions? So, like, what sort of builder are you? Have you found a niche or are you, like, jack-of-all-trades? Microscale. I was thinking Easily. That. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I love architecture and stuff, but I love, um, I love the challenge of reducing, uh, detail in something huge to something really, really small and have it still be recognizable as that thing. Yep. You know, and I always in, in, talks that I've given about this, but also to people that I've, I've worked with, I've, um, I've, my thing is find the thing that makes it, it find the thing that makes that building, that building. Yep. And when you, and when you find that, that's the first thing you start building. Because if you, if you mess that up, people won't recognize your building. Yeah. You know, if you, if you, if you botch it and, um, yeah, people will forgive the rest like around a building not being totally right because they don't really look at that, but they won't forgive that. Yeah. Like the, like, like a tower or something like that, you know, in, um, animation, um, I worked on, uh, Hercules. That's, that's the only film where I actually did it frame by frame. Like the images that 
are on the screen are the ones that I actually I actually drew. I did clean up in betweening, which is where you're doing the really pretty calligraphic lines that get filled in with color later, right? Yep. And um, we were always told, focus on the eyes, get the eyes right. If if one of the wisps of hair flowing in the wind, you know, don't come out right, just the eyes. The eyes are where they look. And if you nail the eyes, like they'll forget that they're watching an animated film. And it's uh, the same, it's similar, similar thing with like getting this one thing right, finding the thing that, that makes that building or structure it, um, then th they'll stop noticing anything else that's wrong. And they'll think that they'll look, they're looking at a miniature building, a yeah. miniature of that building, you know? Oh, it has sweet. to feel like it. It doesn't it just have to, it has to feel like it. It has to feel like the building. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. I, I, I build micro scale too. I, th I think, I think I naturally gravitate towards micro scale builders because I've interviewed a few of them, but um, I, I don't do real buildings. I do like, you know, imaginary sort of like, you know, like in my imagination. So I, have never yeah. thought of it that way as in, yeah, just find that, that thing that is the building is known for. I like well, it. I mean, even, even with imaginative, uh, you know, buildings from your imagination, it's like, there's the, there's the focal point. Yeah. You're going to have a focal point and everything. And it's like, if you make that interesting, if you make that um, engaging enough, it's like, the rest will just fall into place. Yeah. And um, people forget they're looking at Lego. <laughs> That's it. And get rid of all No, seriously. Stars. I mean, it's like I, the greatest compliment I, I've ever gotten and that I strive to get is um, I can't believe that's Lego. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, nailed it. Yeah. Yes! That's it. Yeah, it's, not, it's not Lego. Um. Last question. Um, how can people find you? Uh, uh, well, probably the most reliable place is my Instagram, which is cornerstone brick designs. Yep. All one word. Um, and you can uh, message me there. I do have a website um, called cbdbespoke.com. Yep. Um, CBD meaning cornerstone brick designs. So that's, that's probably the best way to reach me. Um, okay. You could also reach me through the Gayfels, um Instagram. Uh, just they'll pass on a message to me um, or uh, go to um, and join the Gayfels Facebook group. Sweet. Yeah. Excellent. We'll join. Yeah. And I'll put all that up on the show notes. Yeah. Thank you very much for, coming on my podcast and you know having a chat you're welcome uh, you're been, welcome it's been awesome if you're ever in melbourne <laughs> yeah that'll be awesome great lock it in well that's it for today's episode of for the love of brick i hope you enjoyed it if you liked today's episode feel free to go back and check out some of our other episodes we've got lots of them um if you also liked it please subscribe tell your friends and share the love 
If you want to check out Bruce's bespoke Lego models, go through his Cornerstone Brick Designs business website, cbdbespoke.com. If you want to join or learn more about Gay Foles, join their Facebook community or search for him on Instagram. And lastly, if you need any mental health support, please head on over to our show notes where we've listed some support services. Thank you and see you next time on For the Love of Brick.